Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio, MGN Radio, the best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. Georgia. Today is Wednesday, May 20th, 2015. Wow, can you believe it's May already? And I'm super excited to have with me on our show tonight, Miss Cheryl Jones. And um, I can't wait to give her her fabulous MGN introduction. But if you're like me, a busy mom, you know, it's the end of the school year. A lot of people are wrapping up this week, last week. And um, it's really, really busy. Today we went to a pool party. It was really fun. And then I have another one tomorrow with the kids. And, you know, it's just a busy time for moms and dads. I want to say thank you to all our guests um, listening online or on our telephone line, which is 917-388-4116. And if you are new to MGN Radio, we want to let you know that MGN Radio stands for My Good Nanny Radio, and it's an extension of My Good Nanny in that we interview everyday working moms, dads, celebrities, anything of great interest to our outstanding parenting community is what we do. So without further ado, like I always say, grab your pen and paper. The show flies um, less than an hour to go. We'll be right back with the introduction and then our guests. Hang on tight. Thank you. Hair Yum is the fastest growing vegan hair care product on the market. Hair Yum can transform your hair with one wash. Cleanse with no harsh chemicals, sulfates, or detergents. The Hair Yum collection is available now at HairYum.com. Take the challenge. Go vegan. Get Hair Yum at HairYum.com. That's H-A-I-R-Y-U-M.com. Your hair will thank you for it. Register now for the 5th Annual Dare to Aspire Conference for Women and Mom Entrepreneurs. This two-day event is being held in Atlanta, Georgia on Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th. Check out d2aspire.com. Early registration is on sale now. Limited quantities are available. Register now at d2aspire.com. All right, thank you so much for joining us on MGM Radio. I want to give our fabulous guest, Cheryl Jones, who's the CEO and founder of Road Course Services located in Irvine, Texas. And Cheryl, if you're on the line, just press 1 so we'll know it's you and connect you to us. Um, she's known as the Queen of Hearts for her generous love and time that she serves all the adults and children with special needs. She provides their families with extraordinary staff so that they can take a much-needed break to reduce their stress. What makes her different is that, you know, she was a parent of a special needs child who passed away, and now she's helping other parents change their life today with the incredible, with her incredible background working as a social worker and giving her heart to clients to make sure they get what they need. So, again, please welcome Cheryl Jones to our show. Let me see if I can connect her. Can you hear me? Hey, Cheryl, how are you? Good evening. Hey. How are you doing? I'm amazed, and I just want to say again, I mean, I've listened to the interview. My friends have listened to the interview. For those who don't know, I was on her show. She actually has a show on Blog Talk Radio, and it was the most transparent and honest interview I did, and it was amazing. So thank you for that. Um, So we want to get right – 
Yeah, we want to get right into about, you know, your journey. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am Cheryl Jones. I was born and raised here in Dallas. And I say that because we have so many people from other places here that I rarely meet people from Dallas. <laughs> so it's very <laughs> funny to me because it's just like, okay, I'm really a tra- I'm really a person that was born and raised here, so it's so funny. But I uh, definitely love, love, love what I do and who I'm called to serve. I um, My business was really birthed from my pain. It really was because I had a son with special needs that passed away. And during that time, I changed my career, and I became a social worker, and I worked in the field. And it was really interesting to, to be on both sides on, of the coin, I tell people, because not only do you get to experience social services through the lens of a social worker, but when you're a parent, it has a whole different meaning to you. And it's really, I was able to connect in a totally different way. So I think that, that what, that's what makes me very unique in my field, is I'm very genuine because I've been there. So I've cried the tears with them. I know exactly what they're going through. So that's um, my story, and I just love who I serve. So it's wonderful. Wow, great, great, Sharon. A lot of people are probably, because we touched on it and we kind of rushed through it, but I know it wasn't a rushing process in terms of your child and special needs. What are some of the challenges that just that you've seen, whether your own personal experience or with other parents that may have special needs children, and how does Road Corps kind of help them? Okay. Um, I think the main thing that I saw as a parent, it's very hard to trust someone to, to take care of your child so you could take a break. It really, really is. When you have a child with any type of medical issues or even if it's, uh, my son had cerebral palsy, but what he really died from was pneumonia. He had pneumonia 22 times in his young, short life. So his lungs were severely uh, underdeveloped. And many times people don't realize just to take a break and be able to go to the movies or go go anywhere is such a needed, needed service to have staff that you can trust. And I think that that's what makes respite care just so, so important. It it really is important. I have families that maybe um, they decide, okay, I really don't need anyone to come, but I try to convince the moms that everybody needs a break. Everybody needs time to refuel, and it's so important to be able to have someone that you trust, even if it's just a two-hour break. I tell families sometimes, you just go to your bedroom and take a nap and let the staff take over. So you can relax, but I think that's the biggest challenge that families have is just really trusting someone outside of their relatives, of course. And I do hire relatives um, if they really don't want another staff. I just tell them that it's so much better to have, you know, use the relatives when you can't get your staff to come or something of that nature. But um, many times they just cannot let go of that care of that child with a stranger. But um, it's just really... um, something that I find near and dear and something that I absolutely love because when you can make a good match, I have some staff that have been with families, goodness, now eight to ten years because the company will be ten years old in October, and I have staff that started with me that are with the same family. So it's awesome. Really, Wow, that's amazing, and congrats on ten years. So I know a lot of people are probably like, um, you know, how did – we talked about how you got started, but – your staff, because a lot of people might not have heard of Road Corps. Is it just for Texas, or are you thinking about branching out to Atlanta and some other states? Like, how did you, um, what, I guess, share a little bit more just about Road Corps in terms of how you find your staff okay. and what exactly you provide for families um, okay. with special needs? Great, great. Well, it's, it's pronounced Road Corps. A little bit Rod Corps. Thank uh-huh. you. R-O-D-C-O-R. I'm from the South. What it is, it's respite care. And if many people don't know what respite care is, it's really just a fancy term for babysitting. It really is. We have the ability to take the children or adults out on community outings. We do a lot of fairs. We do a lot of, you know, taking them to the movies, taking them skating. I've had staff teach consumers to skate. 
so we just do anything out in the community. And it's so, so important that individuals with special needs get out into the community because what I yeah. found is many times people will just look away instead of, you know, engaging with that person. If somebody looks different than you, many times you're not going to even try to engage with them. And we try to make sure that, you know, they're always friendly, they say hi, if they can speak, we want them to speak to other people because that's what life is all about, you know. People speak to us, so I think that people should speak to them as well. And um, that's definitely something that we try to always match a great staff. If it's out-of-home respite, we try to make sure every week we pick up that child and take that child somewhere out in the community. I mean, we've been to, you know, uh, church fairs, uh, the movies, just whatever, really, the child is into. We have some clients that like to go horseback riding, and there's different programs here that we can take the child to do the horseback riding or just whatever. I'd really try to keep that open to whatever the child likes. So that's really exciting. Uh, many times the consumer is left in their home and they don't get out, so we provide in-home respite. And that's when I tell the parents, go take a nap while we're there. Go out and you go to the movies and let us take over. You know, So I just make sure that we offer both services. And the parents get to choose which one that they want, in-home or out-of-home, or they can have a combination of both, You know, and that's always good as well. What I do to find wonderful staff is word of mouth. I've worked in my field a very long time, and I used to be a director of a county program, so I know a lot of people, and people are always calling me about a job because I pay more than the average companies around here. And the reason I do that, and I take it strictly from profits, and I'll just tell people up front, I don't make as much on my bottom line because I do so many other things, but this is the company that I would have wanted if my son would have lived. So it's suddenly for me not about money anymore. It's about giving them what I would have wanted truly. So I get incredible staff because I do all type of events. I do 36 events a year, actually. So I do a lot for the consumers, and the staff are always able to join in or whatever. In two weeks, we're going to have our big um, company picnic, so they always come out for that. So I just make it family fun. I really do. Wow, that is amazing. And I love the fact that you said something that probably a lot of small business owners are like, oh, my God, you said it's not about the profits because a lot of times we're in business, you know, you're either making money or you're not making sense. So it's like I love the fact that you're giving that you're giving and it's it's amazing. If you don't mind, we're going to change gears because I know there might be some parents out there that, you know, with normal kids or special needs kids, um, but the death of your, your son, like how did you find the strength to move on and any words of encouragement that maybe another mom um, that may be going through something might hear and really get inspired as well? Wow. Well, this is a great question because uh, people really thought that I did so well with it. And it was so funny because I was in the worst time of my life, and I spent a year really not being myself. And one day I was at work, and one of the client's moms came up to me and said, you're doing so well. You know, you've just really bounced back, and it's only been like six weeks. And I thought, what is she talking about? I'm not doing well. I just thought, okay, if this is the face that I'm giving to people that don't know me, I thought, okay, God, you are working on me, you know. So it took me some time, but I was able to regain the happy, fun Cheryl that I always have been. And I just really believed that God didn't make any mistakes. And for me, I had to be comfortable and at peace with everything that had happened because I really, truly didn't believe it was Adrian's time to go. I really didn't. Just based upon the way everything happened with him, I feel like his life was taken from me. But I had to get okay with that and know that God allowed that to happen, and I need to just make peace with it, you know. So I spent, in my opinion, well over a year not being myself. But then finally – I felt like Adrian was always a wonderful child that always smiled. And I have a book that's on Amazon called Because of Him. If people want to see his smile, you can look at his face and know that he was a happy baby. He really was. But uh, definitely, I think that you 
bounce back when you know that you've done everything that you possibly can to help your child. And I just truly know that the audience, if they're going through any type of death, it could be your child, it could be your mother, your father, anyone, if you've done your part, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to be really, I say sad about in terms of what you did. I know we're going to always miss their physical presence, but we have to know we did our best, and that's what life is all about. We have to give our best at all times. And when we do, I truly believe God will just take over and give us that peace that passes all understanding. I really, truly believe that. And with that, we many times our life can help so many other people because, like I said, I didn't know I was being watched by my coworkers and by other clients and whatnot, and that was able to help them because they looked at my strength as helping them. So I just thought, wow, this is interesting. I just went into a shell. I just wasn't as bubbly and, you know, outgoing that I used to be, but they saw it as me handling things very well. So you just never know what people are going through and how you can help them. But I just always keep an open heart and always, always able to just be able to get on the level with anyone going through any type of struggle because I've been there and I know how difficult it is. And I know that, you know, there are brighter days. If you wake up tomorrow, you have another chance to have another great day. So I just encourage people to just, you know, go through the, the challenge, go through the storm, but don't give up. Just know that change is coming, definitely. I love it. Change is coming and don't give up. And that's really, mm-hmm. really inspiring, I'm Cheryl. We're on live with the founder of Rodcore, um, Cheryl Jones, and we're talking about her business, which really services families at, with um, dealing with children and adults with special needs. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, what range? Is it all ages? When you say adult, like if I have a 60-year-old, 70-year-old, special yes, needs adult, yes. it's everybody. Uh-huh. Wow. It is. Now, the youngest, you, the, I'm sorry, the youngest is three years old because here in Texas we have an ECI program. I don't know if that's everywhere, but from birth to three years old when a child has a disability, they go through the ECI program, which is early childhood intervention. After they turn three, they can qualify for other programs. So in my program right now, I have a three-year-old, and I have a 72-year-old. So right now, my oldest wow. is 72. Yeah. So wow. Wow. Now, do, is, is your, do, they, do you sense that? I'm just trying to understand your business. So do you actually send staff out to the people's home? Like, do you have an office where people actually oh, yeah. can come uh-huh. and drop their kids? Or is it just no, I'm it's sending? No, it's all home-based. It's all home-based. Oh, it's all home-based. Here at the office, wow. all I do is pro- yeah, I have charts here um, in the state, and I'm not sure if Georgia is like this or not. We have to keep records for 10 years, so I've served a little over 600 families, so I have 600 uh, records here that I have to keep for the whole 10 years. After 10 years, you can dispose of them, but you have to keep them for 10 years, so I'll, I'll always have to have an office, you know, so that's something that I always have, because I thought, man, it'd be great to work from home, but nope, you got to have the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the chart. You gotta and have gotta something. Be double lock. Yeah, too, which is something kind of interesting. Not only do you have to have a lock on your door, but you have to have inside your office. It has to be another door because it has to be under double lock. That's just part of the state rules. So what I do is I hire wonderful staff and I match them with the parents, and they go directly them and the parents. It's almost like they're working directly for the parents. They just send me the timesheet. So they schedule everything with the mom, and they do everything with the mom. And, you know, whenever she needs them, they just schedule it, and they just send me a timesheet, and I pay them. So it works out really okay, good. Okay, so you pay, you pay them, and the mom, mm-hmm. do you, how do you verify your timesheets? Is it the mom, oh, mom and the, and the person? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay. it has to be signed and, you know, documented with time and date and all that kind of great stuff. Now, well, a lot of people might be interested, in, like in funding. Every a lot of, especially mom business owners, it's like, how do I get the funding? You know, I'm a wife, I'm a mom. The kids come first. I never get to start my own business. How did right. you fund your business? Well, to get started, it took me about goodness twenty five hundred or so just to get started. That was getting all the 
you know, correct paperwork through the state and all of that. The main thing is you have to have $2 million worth of insurance. So that was the big thing because that's very expensive. But after that, I got a contract through, um, it's called here Dallas MetroCare, but it's really your county MHMR center. All states have it. And if you check into it, every state provides some type of local and and state funding. So I tapped into the local funding because that's where I was working when I um, decided to quit. I decided in 2005 I would run my numbers from 2004 where I was working. It was a new program, and I just you know went to Austin to learn all about it. I did over $2 million worth of business for them in one year. And I was the sole person marketing that program, and I thought, wow, if I didn't do this much for them, I bet I could do a million for myself. So I immediately, well, I say immediately, it really took me another two years to quit. But I I quit after that, after I decided, okay, Cheryl, you can do this. Stop, you know, procrastinating. You can do this. And it was really funny because everybody has a chance to get a contract, but the, my previous uh, manager, he did not want to sign off on my contract because he knew I had built the program from the ground up, and he thought that I would take all of the clients. So I had to go in and let him know, no, I'm going to do my own marketing. Whoever wants to come with me, you know, can, but I'm not going to go after them. There are other clients in Dallas as well. So I had to kind of promise them I wouldn't shut them down, basically, because all of those clients came in because I sat down in their living room and told them my story. And that's why they were with that company. So I tell people, you never know how much reach you have. And always use stories. Stories are so important, so, so important. Um, We had talked a little bit earlier about how people treat individuals with disabilities, and I always tell people a story about my son. I took him to Kroger one day, and we were just doing normal shopping, and we had a lady that was really just following us, you know, and she was peeking around the aisles because my son had poor muscle tone, so he was always leaning over. You know, he couldn't really hold his head up well. So she was just peeking around the corner at him, peeking around the corner, peeking around the corner. And then I just bent down and said, Adrian, give the lady a nice big smile. And when he smiled, I mean, your face would just melt because he was so beautiful. And so you could tell that the child just loved everybody. And she was so shocked. It really scared her. (laughs) It really scared her. So she was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And I took that time right then to just kind of educate her and tell her, just ask people whatever you want to know. It's okay. We know our child is different, and it's okay to ask. What's wrong is to stare at him like he's a circus animal, you know. But I said, it's okay to ask. And it was so funny because she ended up hugging me, and I hugged her, and I felt good about really just educating her. And I think that's what life is all about. Many times we're so afraid that we're going to offend when we should just really, if we have a concern, just ask. It's okay, you know. So I just always tell people that it's okay to ask, definitely. I love that. It's okay to ask. I love that. I love that. And I like when you say the smile, like, you know, because a lot of times people people aren't really being rude. They just haven't seen, especially sometimes yeah. with little kids, they just haven't yeah. seen, you know, that, you know, form or that type or whatever you want to yeah. call it without being, you know, mm-hmm. stereotypical. But it's like education is so, so important to try it to is. spread awareness for cerebral yeah. palsy. And maybe he mm-hmm. shares from a, what is cerebral palsy? Because we say autism and we know about the spectrum. Is cerebral mm-hmm. palsy a form of autism or no? No, uh, it's more of a muscle, um, degenerating muscle disease, yeah, where his um, his muscle tone was just really bad and he really couldn't lift his head well or he couldn't walk or anything like that. So he was definitely, you could definitely tell that something was wrong. Uh, yeah. He couldn't talk. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, so oh, so now with, with kids with cerebral palsy, because I just want – our listeners to just education and awareness is important. Kids with cerebral yes. palsy, can they eventually live on their own um, with oh, proper yeah. care? And 
Mm-hmm. Everything has a certain degree, you know. Um, some people may have mild cerebral palsy where they just have a limp when they walk. I know you guys have probably seen individuals limp when they walk or whatnot. That could be a form of cerebral palsy. You know, some people may just need adaptive equipment like um, something on their legs or on their arms to make sure that they can bend properly. So, yeah, it's not that they have any type of mental um, capacity. Some do and some don't, but it just depends upon the case, I guess is what I'm saying. It really does. just depends upon how severe it was. I had Adrian at six months pregnant, so he had a pretty good amount of brain damage. He really did. So, Ooh. yeah, his was pretty oh, wow. severe. How long did yeah. he live to? How old was he when he oh, passed Oh, he away? was um, two years, 11 months, and 23 days. He was seven days away from being three. Yeah. So he lived a long time. He did because they didn't think he would live, you know, past a month or two. So I was just so oh, thankful. Oh, so he lived to be almost three years old. Wow. Yeah. Seven is that, is that long three. for a child with cerebral palsy? Is that a long no, time? I, you know what? And it's so funny because um, I tell in the book that Dr. Robinson, the guy that I picked to be his pediatrician, he said, I'm not even concerned with his cerebral palsy. He said, I'm concerned with his lungs. It was his lungs that were so undeveloped, you know, and that's why, um, you know, he passed away basically because of the pneumonia. Wow, we are getting a lot of education into all the <laughs> parents with cerebral palsy. Um, you know, if we can, we're going to, uh, if you follow my good nanny, we're going to hashtag, you know, about cerebral palsy just to also bring some awareness to to the, um, you know, disease or degenerative disease. So mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about, you know, your purpose, right? Um yes. You know, just helping families going through, you know, whether it's special needs, cerebral palsy, autism, you're helping mm-hmm. that community. And I think that is so much to be applauded for. We are live with Cheryl Jones, and we're excited about talking with her. Now, what? how do you balance it all? Like your mom, um, you know, your wife, your mom. Do you have more than one kid, first of all? I do, I do. I have two oh, children okay, yeah. now, but they're wow. both adults. Yay, yay, yay. So, so how do you adults. balance it all? How do you balance um, it all? My goodness. I think for me, I just keep going at a crazy rate. I really do. I'm always busy, but I know when I need to take a break. Sometimes I know I just need to crash, so I'll I'll work from home or either I won't work that day. I have a very, very flexible job, and that was one of the things that I tell people all the time. I don't think I could ever go back to work. I really don't because it's so flexible. that I'm still here at the office now for this interview, you know, so it'll probably wow. be 10 o'clock. Yeah, before I'm home tonight, but tomorrow I'm not coming into the office. So it's like I need that flexibility in my life, and I know with a regular job you can't have that. So no. I think for me, yeah, you just take a break when you need to, and you know when your body is tired, and you know when you need to, you know, for me, I need to sometimes go to the movies. That's how I do a lot of stress relief. I love to go laugh at a movie. I really, really do. And then I read a whole bunch, so I'm always buying books and always, you know, just working on my self-care and my self-development. So that's so important, definitely. Wow, that is really, really – are there any, like, um, mentors or people? A lot of times in business people say, especially small business, when you're kind of on your own and you're trying to start out, do you have any mentors or, you know, just people like, oh, wow, you know, go and check this person out. And Can you share with us? Yes, I am the queen of hearts, man, and I love everybody. I really do. But what I love most? It's motivational seminars, books, and masterminds. I have been to 68 conferences since I've been in business. I mean, I've been all over the country just going to conference after conference after conference. But what I've learned from that is it's all about how you interpret that information for yourself and then implementing it. So this last year, I haven't went as much. I'm only doing two trips for 2015, and I did one in February, and I'm doing my next one in October. And everything else I have going on is happening here in Dallas. But I've realized something about me. I could go to a seminar every week. 
you know, because I love it so much and meeting people from all over the country. I absolutely love that. But I've just got to be smart in terms of it's time to implement things. So I've invested now into a mastermind group where there's five ladies that were in a gold mastermind with Thrive with Kimberly Pitts, and it has really changed my life. It really has. So it's been wonderful. I've completed two books in four months. So it's been great. You know, all of this has happened for me since April 30th. I have done a lot, done a whole bunch. So I um, just know that it's important to have direction, I think, and great direction. Mm. She's a branding and marketing specialist. And I'm sure at your conference you're going to have a lot of guests there that could really help with any type of branding or marketing or all of that stuff, I'm sure. Yes. So oh, yes, so, yes, so yes, 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 no, I mean, and just to chat about Dare to, Dare to Aspire conference yes, coming please. up in June, uh-huh. um, June 12th and 13th, I mean, it's just so amazing, the caliber of women and mom speakers yes. that come out and share tips and the networking is just really amazing, and it's just Year after year, this is our fifth year doing it, and, you know, hopefully one day you'll be able to, you know, come and attend and share your wisdom with our attendees, but it's really great. And then the connections that are made are, like, life-lasting. You see people tweeting and chatting about it, and um, if you go to Twitter and just do hashtag dare, the number two, aspire, you can, like, follow some of the past conversations and you're mm-hmm. right about conferences. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, conferences, I don't want to spend the money, I don't want to travel, I just, you know, everybody's online. And I always tell people there's nothing in this world that will ever replace face-to-face, com- oh, you know, wow. conversations. Don't you agree? Yes. Oh, my goodness, yeah. yeah. And I tell people you have to have a combination of online and offline. That's the That's only right. way you can build the business. I mean, That's you really right. have to do both, you know. So it's so important, um, and I just wish more people would do that. But I see a lot of people are just only doing online now. You miss yeah. so everything. You miss so much. So I just yeah. encourage you yeah. to definitely attend the conference in June. And I plan to be there next year. I just need to know the dates as soon as you have them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. Everybody wants to know. The funny thing is we used to do the conference. Well, we always do it in March. You know, we do it in March, like right around the third week in March. And we moved it to June just because there was so much stuff going on in March. And, you know, June was just, hey, summer's here. It's in Atlanta. It's a fun city. Let's just make it happen. And it actually worked out very, very well. So we're excited yeah. about that. Yay, we are on live with Cheryl Jones. (laughs) How did you come up with the name for your business? Like, what what sparked that, your name for your business? Yeah, my two two children are Rodney and Courtney. So as I was sitting in my office at my old job, I thought, what would be my company name? Rod Core. It's a combination of their names because this business is really a legacy, not only for Adrian, the son that I lost, but this is my legacy to my children because I wanted to show them that anything is possible with God. If you just get out the door and work, I tell people that you would have never guessed something that I thought was going to be so hard. In 10 months' time, I did $1.2 million worth of revenue my first year. I was knocking it out the box. I was everywhere. And it's so, so important that as you get out and as you meet people, other people are going to tell people, if you're really doing good work, you won't have to worry about getting clients or getting customers or whatnot because other people are going to share because they're going to be so excited, you know. So it's so important that we always give our best. When we give our best, we will definitely be rewarded. So it's definitely something that I just encourage people. And it's at conferences like yours. And like I said, I've been everywhere and I've learned so much and met so many good women and men that it's important because I learned so much from your conference, I know, because I'm a conference junkie. But, you know, (laughs) and even many times, audience, it's not even the speakers. All those speakers are going to be dynamic and wonderful. Lady that's sitting right beside you, you guys, that's able to look into your eyes and tell you her story that can change your life. I know it from experience. So 
I just hope everybody, especially if you're in the Atlanta area, you have no excuse not to be there. Because if I was in Atlanta, I would definitely be there. So I'm encouraging Yay. you to get there. Definitely get there. Yeah, no, th- thank you. Thank you, Sure. I'm so excited. Yeah, I wanted to chat with you, and I love the name, how you pick, you know, your two children, kind of Rod Core. <laughs> it, it works perfectly. I wanted to ask you because, you know, you mentioned you did a million in sales, I mean, revenue, and, you know, those numbers are big to the average small business owner that, you know, is trying to really just start from somewhere. Is there any, um, like, actual things that you did. I know you mentioned word of mouth, but anything else that kind of positioned you to be able to quit your job and start this new job, is there any tips that you can share with a mom that, you know, might not have your same skill set but really wants to, you know, venture out on their own? Well, I would tell you to do your research. When I quit my job, and I'm just being honest and transparent with you guys, when I quit my job, it was the perfect time to get into my business. What happened after that, and not to make this a political thing, but when President Obama took over, everything with my business has changed completely. I'm not even half of what I used to be. And it's so bad in the sense that, you know, it just depends on what type of state you're in. Texas is a very Republican state, so yeah. even though yeah, even though President Obama was trying to help us with our Medicaid funding, our state wouldn't allow it. So, you know, we have suffered because of that because we didn't get the additional funding like the other states. And what happened wow. to me is it has cut my business from a very profitable business to very, very small now. But what I've learned from that, you guys, is I went to all of these conferences, and every conference said the same thing, have multiple streams of income. I never had multiple streams of income. I've always had one stream of income, and now that things have changed, it's really hurting. It's really not even the same company. So uh, it's important that you definitely do your research, know what, you know, the funding stream, if you're following some funds that are coming from your state or from the you know, federal government or whatever, know when it ends because my particular program ends every two years, and they can choose to renew it or not renew it. So they've renewed it every year that I've been in, but there's no guarantee in 2017 that they're going to renew it. So with that being said, we have to always be ready and be available to do something else, you know. And I'm known as the Queen of Hearts, so I'm going to be starting in July, Queen of Hearts coaching, basically, and um, just really teaching what I've learned. I've done over $6 million worth of business. I'm going to be teaching how to reign in business and in life. So I'm so excited about that because not only am I reinventing myself, I'm going to help a lot of people along the way because I can't keep a secret, and I'm going to tell everything. (laughs) I just tell people everything they need to know. This is what happened. This is what wasn't good. This was good. And let them make their decision. Because here's what I know. Without good information, we can make a lot of mistakes. But when we have that information, we can choose to do better. I want people to do better than I did. You know, and if they would just know, okay, go into it knowing you need two different things. Like you have your good nanny business and you now have the conference. That is a smart business move. And we need to teach other women. You know, men too, but, you know, especially women. We need to teach other women that, hey, you need to diversify. You need to do more than one thing. Because I, yeah. I would have never thought that things would have changed, you know. So here I was. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the change. And it's like, yeah. oh, man, you know. So, uh, And then I'm a person who give away. I give out more Sometimes, not more than I make, but I give out much more than I need to. And my husband will be the first to tell you she gives it all away, you know, because I do so many events. But now I'm kind of known for events. So it's like, do you stop doing events because your funding has changed? No, you just make less money as a person. So I've just committed myself to make less money because I still want to give to my my consumers and to my families. That's important to me. So it's just um like I said, I am just very passionate about sharing what I've learned because I, I know love it. that. And yeah. Yeah, no, important. I love it. And I was just about because, you know, time always runs out. And I think you said a lot of great nuggets. And we have like 17 minutes left. So I really want to chat about what you said about having multiple streams of income because 
that is one of the most vital pieces of information that anybody on this phone listening to should get. And I want to talk about, and like you said, we're not trying to make it political, but you are making tons of money or, you know, revenue. Mm-hmm. Like you said, everybody knows it's not a secret legislation and Medicaid and yeah. the Republican yeah. states. And it shifted yeah. so quickly, you know. What, I guess, what, besides having multiple stream of income, is there any signs on the wall that maybe, you know, you could say, hey, if this kind, if you kind of see this six months out, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. Oh, yes. Can you share something? Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) I'm so glad you said this. Okay, if I would have known what I know now, I would have went to Austin when people were saying, it looks like something is coming down the pipe, Cheryl. And I was like, oh, no, everything will be fine. It's going to be fine. I was putting my head in the sand, basically. But people were like saying, Cheryl, have you been – I'm a person – I don't really listen to the news, you guys. I don't like negative stuff. So it's like I wasn't listening to the news. I wouldn't. So when it when it hit me, I'll never forget. I went into a meeting over at Dallas Metricare, which is our county agency. They're saying, "Hey, the states are making all of these changes." They're telling us this in May, and it came down the pipe September first. So it was like, "What?" <laughs> you know. So suddenly, my big company was cut in half in like a couple of months. So it's like it was just like, oh, my goodness. So it was a very scary time. That was in 2010, no, 2011, and I am still kind of recovering now. Um, But also I'm willing to change now, where before it's like, okay, well, let me just get out the door and get more clients. Let me get more clients. Well, no, sometimes you're not going to be able to find clients as easily as you think. And yeah. it just, yeah, you just need to get out and develop other income streams. <laughs> I love it, so, and, and like, and I like what you said about people think it's just easy. Oh, even if even people with million dollar businesses, it's not yeah. easy to just find yeah. other clients. It's not easy. Yeah. And, and I always tell my listeners because I do executive coaching and business coaching uh-huh. as well, and but I don't advertise just because I have so many people um, uh-huh. that, which is a good thing that I do one-on-one. Yeah. But what I'll tell you is there's so many ideas coming up as, in my mind for you, so we have to talk about that <laughs> offline because yeah. I see oh, a lot God. of other things where you can, I'm the queen of diversification. Um, hey. And, um, yeah, so it's 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 amazing. We are live with Cheryl Jones and as our listeners know, time flies, but I hope you grab that pen and piece of paper. We have a few more minutes, but we have to go pay some bills, and we'll be right back with Cheryl Jones. Thank you. Register now for the 5th Annual Dare to Aspire Conference for Women and Mom Entrepreneurs. This two-day event is being held in Atlanta, Georgia on Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th. Check out d2aspire.com. Early registration is on sale now. Limited quantities are available. Register now at d2aspire.com. What's your favorite Mexican dish? Ever wanted to learn how to cook Mexican food from scratch? Well, you're in luck. Chef Hidalgo, the author of Basics to Cooking Mexican Food from Scratch, has created a cooking blog where he will teach you how to cook Mexican food from scratch. Simply go to www.diymexifood.com and create your free membership account. You'll find helpful articles recipes, product reviews, and videos. So why wait? Create your account and get started today. No strings attached. www.diymexifood.com Hi, and welcome back to MGM Radio. Thanks for staying with us on this amazing show. We're really glad about our guests just sharing so much wisdom about, you know, overcoming her tragedy and going on to create this amazing business and then seeing the shift and the change and how she's reinventing herself. So, Cheryl, I think, you know, you really dropped some nuggets with our listeners. Um, 
as you, as we kind of come to a close and everything, um, wanted to know if you could maybe share some resources for parents out there, whether it's cerebral palsy, special needs, or any kind of resources or websites that you might know of that they can start with if they need to. Yes. I wanted to go back a little bit and say something to the special needs, the parents of children. Oh, sure. Yeah, I wanted to tell them, many times I go out into people's homes and they're so upset that Billy can't talk or Billy can't walk or whatever. And I look at them and I just tell them, please accept what you have, number one. And number two, be thankful he is alive because I would give anything for Adrian to be alive. Alive walking, not walking, talking, not talking, just being alive. And when I say that, many times people feel like a little shocked, but it's reality, you guys. It's so important to, and I, that's any situation with your, that you're dealing with. If you, you know, are um, diagnosed with something or whatnot, you know, we have to accept it first and then move on and try to the best possible life we could possibly live with whatever we have going on. Because I just know um, – Shortly after my son died, my mom was diagnosed with a condition called cardiomyopathy. And she spent a lot of time, you know, really upset and everything. And then something happened. I say all of a sudden something clicked. And she just determined, I'm going to live the best possible life with what I have. And as I tell people all the time, if you've ever watched the movie Beaches, it really did kind of happen just like that when she got sick. You know, she really kind of went down fast and everything before she passed away, but she determined, I was so happy the last few years of her life, she was so happy, you know, because she had just made up in her mind, God has given me this allotted amount of time, and I'm going to enjoy it. The same thing with your child. If your child has special needs, know that God puts you as that child's mom for a specific reason. For me, he knew in 2005 I was going to start a company that was going to help parents with special needs. I see now how everything all works together. And we can never underestimate God's ability to put us in the state that we need for our life, you know, because he knows who we're going to run into. He knows whose life we're supposed to touch. So we just can't question anything. And I just find myself all the time trying to encourage people, please don't question, just accept and love what you have, definitely. And I think the first place that I would start, if I was a parent looking, I would jump online and type in whatever. If your child has autism, go to the Autism Society. If your child has Down syndrome, go to the Down Syndrome Society. Whatever your child has been diagnosed with, go to wherever that society or you know organization is that will help them. And then after you do that, there's going to be all types of state programs. Then you're going to funnel it down to your county programs. And I tell people don't um, – many times here in Texas, there's a huge state program that everybody wants this program. Well, that program takes about 10 years to get. And I tell people start with your county program. Definitely get on the waiting list for the big state program, but don't um, – just say, hey, I didn't get the big program, so I don't want the little program. No, accept the little program. The little program can help you. I'm one of the providers in the little program. So I tell people you never know what you're going to get until you go out and look for something, you know, because your answer could be just right around the corner and you don't know it, definitely. I love it. I think that is so amazing, the advice, and I know it's going to touch somebody that's listening to the show. Please, before we wrap up, um, we want you to kind of let our listeners know how to get a hold of you, how they can contact you. Um, If you could share your website, that would be great. Okay, great. The best way to get in contact with me, and it's so funny that people say I am a book queen, but I really am. I love Facebook. So Cheryl Jones, S-H-E-R-Y-L Jones, and I'm based out of Dallas, Texas, and just connect and click to be my friend. I definitely accept friend requests, so that's awesome. The second way would be to email me. Second is email for me, and it's Cheryl, S-H-E-R-Y-L, Jones, at Rodcore, R-O-D-C-O-R, dot com. And my website is www.rodcore, R-O-D-C-O-R, dot com. 
awesome. What do you? What's the vision for Rodcore? Like, what in five, ten years? What do you hope is is? What are you doing? How are you diversifying? Do you right. have anything right. initially you can share? Any upcoming right. projects you can right. share? You know, with Rodcore, I I plan to always have Rodcore company. Um, even if it's small like it is now or if I get back up to 600 clients, it, I always want to be in this field. I think what I'm focusing on now is Cheryl Jones' Queen of Hearts and really the Queen of Hearts coaching. Um, always going to work with individuals with special needs, always providing my activities and my, you know, big Christmas party in December, big picnic in June, and then uh, during the month, every month I offer three different programs. So I'm always going to do that. But I think for me, it's going to be diversifying, definitely, because I don't know what's going to happen with the funding. I pray that the funding is always here on a county level, but I have no idea. And um, I definitely know that this is a need that needs to be taken care of here in Dallas and all over the state, everywhere it really does. But I just think that it's important that we know when we need to do um just add things to what we're doing, not get rid of anything, but definitely add to what we're doing. And I think that that's where I am, and I'm excited about everything that's going on in terms of services. I think there are going to be a lot of changes in this field. We don't know what's going to happen with the presidential election, so that will affect things. So kind of preparing for that this time since I didn't the last time. So, you know, uh-huh. just being optimistic, definitely. <laughs> Of course, of course, of course. In politics, like you said, so much can change, you know, in a yes. flash, in the blink of an eye. You oh, know, so much goodness. can change. Yes. So it's it's amazing. Well, we've really enjoyed you on our show, um, you yes. know, and we That's really happened. appreciate it, Cheryl. And I can't wait to meet you at an upcoming Dare to Aspire conference. Yes. Thank you so yes. much for your time. We really, Thank really you appreciate for it. Me. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and have a great week. Okay, you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, that was that wraps up our show today. Um, we really appreciate you tuning in to MGM Radio. Thank you so much. We're going to tweet this out. You know, it's live radio. It's being recorded. You can listen to it now, listen to it later. You'll see the recording on our Facebook as well as our other social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram. Um, so please connect with us. Also on Pinterest, you'll see the show. Please connect with us. We really appreciate you, and we hope to see you at our 2015 Dare to Aspire conference in Atlanta, June 12th and 13th. Stay blessed. Bye. <laughs>